0: responds to hunger doesn't he how many of you came hungry to be in the presence of God tonight what a beautiful thing what a beautiful beautiful thing to be a part of in this hour in this day we can come together in the house of God we can encounter the presence of God that will change us forever forever worship team God bless you thank you yeah come on come on come on You know, it is a rare thing to have a people who present the grace gift on their life with such purity before the throne of God, who passionately press into the presence of God so that God will inhabit the praises of his people, right? God will sit down in our midst as we praise So worship team, we bless you and we just honor you tonight. We do. We thank you so much. Thank you so, so much. How fantastic is it to be together again? After two years. Wow, you can make your way back to your seats, girls. My goodness, tell somebody on the way to your seat, you look so good tonight. Yeah, you look so good tonight. Yeah, if nobody's told you that yet today, you are looking fine, girlfriend. That's what we do. We encourage each other, right? We speak the truth in love. Hey, how many of you are here at Flourish for the first time ever? Let me see your hands. Wave them. Wow, wow, wow. Well, a big welcome to you. And, you know, I just want to encourage you. You made all of us. You made a decision tonight to be here, and God's going to honor that. It says in the Bible that if you draw near to God... He does what? He draws near to you. So your decision to be here tonight was you drawing near to God. Therefore, he's already drawn near to you, but we're not done yet. So I just want to guarantee you that you're going to go out of these doors different than when you came in. Because you can't help but be changed in the presence of God, right? And I just want everybody to relax. We're not on a real tight schedule tonight like we are when we do the big blowout with after party and food and all of that. So we're just going to take our time tonight and be blessed in the presence of God. Is everybody okay with that? Y'all good with that? Good. So for those of you who who are here for the first time, I just want to tell you a little bit about what Flourish is. Because some of you, seriously, this is the first time you've ever even been in the doors of this building. So you're like, what the heck? Somebody invited me and I don't have a clue what they invited me to. Flourish really simply is just a gathering that brings women together in the presence of God to be empowered, to be encouraged, to be envisioned, to be refreshed while having a fun time. Because the Bible actually does say in Psalm 16 that there is Fullness of joy in the presence of God. And when we come into the house of God, we should expect to encounter his presence, right? Because we serve a living, vibrant, alive God. And because his presence is here, there should be joy, When we come into his house. So I think we can already tick that off our list. Because there is joy. Some of you came in here heavy. And you've already felt something lift off of you. Right? Anybody? Thank you. Thank you. I see those hands. Come on. Guys, you can raise your hands too. Because we just include you in the blessing. (laughs) Since you are here serving. Anyway. So we have been investing in women. And the belief that we are created in the image of God that we are valued. So if anyone hasn't told you that lately, you are valued, you are loved, we believe that you are loved, we are really here to champion God's belief in you and that you are called, you are anointed with and for a purpose, right? We've been proclaiming that for over three decades in this house. Actually, I have been doing this in some format for 32 years. 32 years. Look, there is something about longevity that God honors. That you don't quit when the fire gets hot. You believe that there's a third man in the fire with you walking. Fourth man in the fire. Sorry about that. That there is a man named Jesus in the fire with you and you're going to keep on walking through, right? How many of you have heard the quote, when going through hell, keep on going? Well, come on. So maybe only a quarter of you have been through hell. I will raise both hands for you because I keep on walking regardless of what's going on, how hot the fire gets around you, right? Yeah, well, we're going to have fun because I'm totally off my notes already. And I'm not even preaching tonight. (laughs) This is just like you're welcome. And this is just like bringing you up to date and getting you on the page. Whoa, that's what happens when I haven't been up here with you girls for a couple years, right? So... Uh Flourish has had many, many, many expressions over the years. We have been so blessed in this house. In the early days, it actually was a small group of women that would meet in my home. Yeah, and then we progressed to doing retreats, eventually in hotels, but in the early days, some of you are going, oh my gosh, in the early days, we went to camps, you know, like retreat camps. The beds were horrible. We never slept, but I'm telling you right now, we encountered God in life-changing ways. And we made friendships that have lasted for years and years and years. And I'm so grateful for that. We, you know, this, our gatherings have looked like Daughters of Destiny We had monthly gatherings that we began when we were back in an old Grange building on Park Road. Some of you walked in here tonight, you're like, wow. But listen, you have no idea what our beginnings were. (laughs) And we are so grateful for where God has brought us. We've done studies together. We've done small groups. We've done monthly meetings, quarterly meetings. We've hosted conferences. And the expression you're experiencing now which will lead into spring and fall flourish nights with after parties and food and all the fun. Those are coming. So you need to mark your calendars, grab your girlfriends, and make sure you're going to be here. April, I think, 29th is our next one. Oh, yeah, look at all that. Oh, wow. April 28th, sorry. What? Okay, we've got somebody in the front row who's trying to help me administrate. Help me, Jesus. We have several people that are like, help her, help her. (laughs) It's all right. We're in this together, okay? You should laugh and have fun when you come to Flourish. And I don't mind being the one who causes you to laugh. All right, so women's ministry has had different expressions over the years, but it has always been, and I mean always it has been, with the intention of creating a space where women can encounter God's presence, where we can gain wisdom and strength from his word, where we can be encouraged by one another's stories and journeys and make friends along the way, right? Make friends from the youngest to the oldest, we make friends. In 2011, which was 11 years ago, I cannot believe 11 years have gone by like that, We collected all the varying expressions of the women's ministry, and we brought them under the umbrella of a new name, Flourish. And here we are today, flourishing, right? Psalm 92 was our key verse when we shifted over to Flourish. It says, "'The righteous shall flourish like a palm tree. They will grow strong like a cedar in Lebanon.'" those who are planted in the house of the lord will flourish in the courts of our god they will still bear fruit in old age i see that hand birthday girl diane Albers has a birthday today by the way we bless you diane i mean come on is that commitment to be at flourish on your birthday good on you girl yeah wow 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 They will still bear fruit in old age. They will be fresh and flourishing. How many of you need to be like fresh? Like, I'm like, Jesus, would you hit me with some fresh? (laughs) Feeling a little stale. A little, right? Okay. I think we all could use a little dose of fresh. But we're going to walk out of here freshened up tonight. All right? So from that verse, that key verse, flourish, baby, flourish, became our prophetic encouragement to each other. So I want you to tell the girl next to you, it's time to flourish, baby, flourish. Come on, it's time to flourish, baby, flourish. It is time, it is time, it is time. And what was birthed out of flourish, baby, flourish is these adorable blooming babies. Oh, come on, who remembers the blooming babies? Do I got anybody? Yeah, oh, the guys. The guys remember the blooming babies. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're like my favorite. Aren't they like so adorable? I think I'm the one with the yellow. Just pick yourself out up there, right? How sweet is that? So, come on, it doesn't get any more fun than that. We need to be those little blooming babies and remind each other that it is time to flourish, baby, flourish. So together over these years, we have explored themes of grace, of beauty, what real beauty in the eyes of God is, awakening, boldness, the agains of God, leaning into one word to frame our year. That's just to name a few themes. And can I just pause for a minute and encourage you all, if you have not, Ask God to give you a word to frame your year, something that will keep you anchored, focused, leaning into God and all he wants to do in and through you in 2022. Take time and do that. And just ask God what his heart is over your life this year. And I guarantee you, if you will do that, You will find strength in that. You will go to that. The word of God will come alive to you because your word will pop out every time you read the word of God. All right? That was free for all of you. (laughs) And I expect you all to tell me what your word is this year. You know, seriously, so much can be contained in just one word. Take flourish, for example. It is rich with meaning. Here's a few of them. means to blossom means to grow vigorously. And let's just pause on that one for a moment. When you think about growing vigorously, to me, that says, I'm gonna be stretched. I'm gonna be challenged. And it might involve some pain. It might involve me giving up some things or embracing some things. But when I think of flourish, I don't really wanna think about that part. I want to think about, you know, like the blooming and I smell good and fragrance and I'm just throwing flowers everywhere on everyone's life. But honestly, truly, to grow vigorously means if we will pursue God, there is a flourishing that comes from the inside out because we are drawing near to the one who knows us better than anyone the one who has a good plan for our life, the one who said he will never leave us, he will never forsake us, no matter how hot the fire is, no matter how much discouragement has been laid at our feet. The key is if we will run to him, press into him, we will flourish. Yes, isn't that just so good? All right, so there's all those kinds of definitions up there that are so profound and powerful. But I want to talk about the last one. It says, to wave triumphantly. Now, to wave triumphantly means you have overcome. So a flourishing life is an overcoming life. To wave triumphantly means you have been victorious over something. Has anyone overcome anything the last couple of years? Hello? I most certainly have, and I have the gray hair to prove it. Right? Come on. You know, God is just so faithful if we will turn to him in every season. He will cause us to flourish. It's when we get out on our own and we get an attitude, right, that we start drying up and shriveling up, and we aren't those blooming babies anymore. All right, because I'm not supposed to be preaching up here. What the heck am I doing? <laughs> huh, it's all good, sweetie. I'm going to get you up here in a minute. <laughs> so over the years, flourish, and all that's contained in that one word has been woven into our times together. We have really flourished as we have chosen life. It's a key. You have the ability to choose life in the midst of good days and bad days. You choose. Nobody else chooses for you. You are the one who chooses life in the midst of good or bad days. So we've come together and we've renewed our mind with the Word of God. We've been challenged. We've had some pretty intense words delivered to us as women. But we have embraced the truth and we have pursued His presence together. And we are better for it. We are healthier for it. As leaders in this house... We have sincerely endeavored to carry the heartbeat of heaven to women of all ages. And let's give it up for our youngest girls. Stand up, girls. These are our newest, youngest, flourished girls. Come on, girls. Come on. All of them. Uh, yeah, so we have so many sprinkled throughout. I can just see them in the front. Listen, I am so very grateful for our senior pastor who just happens to be my husband on the front row. You can take a bow. (laughs) Anyway, for our senior pastor, Craig, and Pastor Trevor, and Pastor Gus slash Justin, who seriously believe in and champion women. And they have supported, and they have cheered us on for as long as I have been doing this for 32 years. That is not normal, girls. No, I'm telling you for a fact. We live in a blessed house. Because the men of our house acknowledge that God has created us on purpose, for purpose, without limitation. Somebody ought to clap about that. I also want to just honor the men who have served just faithfully and joyfully in order for us to do Flourish Nights. Guys, we love you. We bless you. Give them a high five on the way out, girls. Because they are just the very best. Adam is our sound man. Yeah. Awesome. Good job, Adam. You're the best. So, he's actually married to Pastor Ellie. I should just tell you that. You should have said, he's mine. <laughs> uh, oh, We have just really endeavored and we have intentionally made space for women, just like each one of you, to come as you are whether you're having a good day or a bad day, whether you're smiling or you're sad, to come to this place and catch your breath, to be refreshed, to be recharged in the presence of God, and honestly, to just cheer one another on. We need it, right? We need it, girls. One of our dear Flourish women recently shared these words with us, and if you'll allow me, I'm just going to read this. She said, I'm praying for Flourish women today. I am so very thankful for how my life has been enriched by your seeking God's will and being obedient to step into his call regarding women's ministry. My life has been changed and blessed over the years as a result. There was a time when my relationships with women were very limited. And today, I find women coming out of the walls to surround me with love, support, comfort, encouragement, friendship. I'm a joyful, tearful, grateful mess. What a blessing. I'm praying for continued fruitfulness and flourishing among the women of Victory Faith. Wow, wow, wow. How beautiful, how priceless, how precious is that? And that, my friends, is what it's all about. You know, if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. And I, for one, want to go far in the purpose of God. You know, fruitfulness and flourishing is truly God's desire, and it's our desire for every single one of you. And on that note, we are beyond excited to be regrouping and rallying the girls in this new year and just felt it was really important to get us together And get us all on the same page so we can all move forward together in 2022. Is that good? You know, the purpose, I want to say this loud, and I want to say it clear. The purpose and the heartbeat of Flourish remains strong. Don't think that because we had, you know, time off, that it has waned. We are stronger than ever, and we are coming back strong. We are compelled more than ever to make this a place where women thrive, where they reach their full God potential with all of us cheering one another on. There is no competition in Flourish, girls. (laughs) There is none. John 10.10 says, I have come that they may have life, and they may have it more Abundantly. Listen, girls, that's all about flourishing. That's all about flourishing. So, no matter what the past few years brought you or what you may be facing right now, God has a flourishing life for each one of you. And I want to challenge you. You decide to flourish. Make up your mind. Make up your mind. Make up your mind. Don't let your mind do a number on you and say, well, that's for everyone but me. Make up your mind. You decide. You posture your heart that you are going to flourish. Even if you're in a season of stretching, even if you are in a painful season, you can flourish because God says you can flourish. You just need to choose life. You need to renew your mind with the Word of God. Believe me, I am talking from experience. I have been living this. You can ask my husband. <laughs> you need to renew your mind with the Word of God. Embrace truth. Not all the fluff. Not everybody's opinion. Not everything else going on in the world around you. Embrace the truth that is found in the Word of God. Get in His presence and pursue healthy relationships and move your life forward tell somebody next to you, girlfriend you need to move your life forward move your life forward move your life forward nobody's gonna do it for you if you're waiting for somebody to make a change in your life you're waiting for yourself move your life forward by the grace and the power of god you'll be happier and so will everybody around you (laughs) aren't you so glad i'm back (laughs) yeah girls come on we are in this together say that loud we are in this together come on we need each other from the youngest the youngest to the oldest speaking blessing life wisdom Laughing together, crying together, hugging each other. Come on, from generation to generation, we are moving life forward. And we are so blessed in this house with incredible women who lead. One of them happens to be our daughter, Christina, who's making her way up here now. Christina pastors alongside her husband, Justin, at our North Campus. They are our North Campus pastors. Yeah, yeah, look, you have your own cheering section. (laughs) Aww. See, we go together. We go together. There is no competition. (laughs) Honestly, sincerely. Christina is someone who I admire. She's my daughter, but I actually look up to her because her life models what it is to stay the path. Mountain high, valley low, happy days, days of incredible loss and heartache. To lean into grace and find grace and flourish in every season and love others well in the midst of all of that. She's a remarkable woman, and we are honored to have her come and bring the word to us tonight that is going to help us all flourish. So give it up for Christina.
1: Thank you girls. I almost made it through without crying so far tonight, but I just have to give you a fair warning. I am a crier, so maybe if I say it now, I won't cry while I'm sharing and it will all be fine. But my mom told me it's okay to cry, so I might do it. Um, Okay, I have to give a special shout out to the North girls because I see a lot of you here tonight. North side, wave at me. Hi. Okay, and I love you Valley girls. If you don't know, um, oh, the Valley girls, hey. <laughs> Sweet Valley, hi. If you were born in 1980, you know what that is. Um, the Valley was my home for 30, almost 30 years of my life. I grew up at Victory Faith, I've been coming here since I was 10, not in this particular building. But um, I love Victory faith because obviously I had to come here when I was a kid, but as an adult, I chose I chose to come here. So I I just am so excited that we actually get to be together and do this tonight together. So do you need a seventh inning stretch because we have a a double feature tonight? So do you need to like you know get some ants out of your pants and like move around at all? Everybody's doing good. Do you need to just like you're all doing great? Okay, double feature. So. Pastor Moni, we love you so much. Can we just give her one more round of applause. Doesn't it just feel so good to be here with the girls, all the women in the house. I was just blown away during our time of worship tonight and together. There's just nothing like worshiping with your sisters and knowing that they are with you and going after god with you and touching god's presence with you so i'm so glad that we're gathering again and i'm just really believing tonight that god has a word for us that is going to help move us um, maybe past some hurdles or obstacles that you've felt in the last few years or just maybe your whole life some things that have been challenging for you um i'm not expecting that i'm going to preach that great but i'm expecting that God's word for you is something that is going to move you forward in your life. And personally, I've been in a moment of, um, you know, kind of conviction from God. There's there's this verse, it's Deuteronomy 1.7, and it says, break camp and get moving. And I have just, you know, I don't know. I have felt that, that maybe I kind of dug my heels in the last few years and got stuck. And you get comfortable and you think like... Maybe I just want to, like, keep my sweatpants on or my yoga pants and stay home and just, you know, kind of make it through whatever is ahead. But I just really feel God stirring my heart personally that at a certain point, you just got to get over it. And you have to literally, like, pack it up and move forward. And so I'm not saying, like, I know we're all coming out of this last season or maybe right in the midst of hard seasons. And so I'm not saying that God's just going to like kick you out, but I I just believe that he wants to bring his word tonight to meet us right where we're at so that whether it's now or in a few months or whenever God moves on your heart that that we know how to move forward with him. So, with that being said, I am going to jump in to our message tonight. I have really felt God stirring um just A simple message of reminding us of his love for us. Um, Whenever I think about my life story or my testimony, it always comes back to encountering the love of God. And I know Sunday, if you were here during the 11 a.m. service or if you watched online, it like blew up. Pastor Trevor never even preached his message. God was just moving and touching people's hearts. And I just really believe that tonight... He wants to just continue that theme and that message, um, just really speaking his love over us. And so I just want to invite you as we kind of dig in tonight and dive into this word to just lean into whatever the Holy Spirit wants to do in your own heart. And whatever area when it comes to receiving God's love that you need healing or you need to hear from God, I believe he wants to speak to you personally and uniquely and individually tonight. So. I'm going to start with this scripture, and um, this is the scripture that has been jumping out to me for a few months now, but I, I wanted to read it. It's Song of Solomon 2 verse 4, and it says, He brought me to the banqueting house, and his banner over me was love. And don't worry, I'm not going to preach a whole message on Song of Solomon tonight. And if you're old school and remember that song, anyone remember the old Vineyard song, like where the girls would sing, he brought me to his banqueting table. And then the guys would sing, he brought me to his banqueting table. And then his banner over me and his banner over me. We're not going to do that. (laughs) I I won't make you do it. Love is such a touchy topic. And it can be kind of tough. And maybe awkward or like, oh, wow, we're going to talk about this. But we are because love and specifically God's love for us is the foundation of everything we do as followers of Jesus. Um, the, the Bible even says that he loves us so that we can love others. And if we don't have a grasp of what it means to be loved by him, it's really hard to give away what we don't have, right? Right. So what I want you to leave here tonight with is an understanding of his love for you so that we can give that love away to others. I want to send you into the rest of this year with the declaration that his banner over you is love, it's mercy, it's kindness, it's goodness, it's grace. And I don't know what comes to your mind when you think of the word banner. Um, but I always picture, like, those cute little, like, happy birthday pennants. And, uh, like, I had one that said, grateful, or give thanks at Thanksgiving, or, you know, any kind of celebration. You go to Hobby Lobby, and you pick out your cute little banner, and you put it up in your house, and then it's fun. It's like, woo Um, But I, I, that is not the kind of banner we're talking about tonight. And I cannot even believe that I am going to use a sports analogy at a women's meeting and I'm going to talk about football, but what I want you to picture in your mind is the passion and emotion and commitment that comes with this kind of banner. This is a banner that's meant for battle. This is a banner that you knew exactly what it was for, right? When you saw that, it was like, it is game time. That is the kind of banner that I'm talking about tonight. This kind of banner is aggressive. It is fixed. It is staked in the ground. It's attached to whatever is holding it, and it is not raised and lowered on a whim or like a flag. It is a permanent fixture. It is there to catch your gaze. It's there to tell you exactly whose side you belong to. And in the heat of the battle, in the middle of the game, this is the kind of banner that when you look up, you know exactly whose side you are on. It is permanent, it is steadfast, it is immovable. And this kind of banner is the banner that God holds over us. It is steadfast, it is immovable, and it is permanently staked in the ground. This is the kind of love he has for us. The phrase steadfast love appears over 170 times in the Psalms alone. 170 times. I'm not gonna read them all to you, but if you ever wanna do a study, just Google like steadfast love or look in your old school concordance if you have one. <laughs> I had one. I had like a big fat. Jessica's like, yes, the Strong's concordance. It was probably like steadfast love 170 times. I'm just going to read a few of my favorites to you. I'm going to start with Psalm 145, verses eight through nine. It says, The Lord is gracious and merciful slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. The Lord is good to all and his mercy is over all that he has made. Lamentations three twenty one through 23 says, but this I call to my mind and therefore I have hope. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. Psalm 103 verse 8 says, The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. You know, we hear these words throughout scripture. Over and over, God describes his love for us as steadfast, unfailing, kind, good, full of mercy. Steadfast means to be firmly fixed in place. It's immovable. It is not subject to change. Steadfast means you're firm in your belief and determination, that you're loyal. God's love is loyal to us. He is loyal to us. Steadfast means constant, dedicated, devoted, faithful, steady, and true. His love is steady and true. It doesn't waver. You know, this topic of love is eternal. It's timeless. It's the foundation to our faith. And yet, if you're like me, it can also be an area of great struggle and doubt in our journey with God. It can be really hard to believe that God loves us personally and uniquely that he cares about us, that he sees us, that his banner really is love over us. Because banners are all about identity, right? We're identifying something, whether what God says over us or maybe what we say over ourselves, maybe what other people say about us. There's a lot of banners people try to put over us, right? Or things that we put over ourselves that aren't from God and aren't who he says we are, his banner over us is that we are loved. And I wish that I had, like, I wanted to make, like, a big sign, but I thought, like, I don't even have poster board big enough to even remotely demonstrate to you how big and large and vast and huge his banner over you is. It would just be wimpy. But I thought, like, maybe I could fill the screen with, like, what does loved look like if it was like filled the space you know like I'm in the way but you get it it's like it's big when you picture a banner over you of God's love it's big it's not tiny it's not the little poster board card or the dinky little Hobby Lobby pennant it's huge it's vast But there's other banners that we hold up over ourselves that seem just as big and just as huge and just as vast. Things like maybe the banner you hold over yourself is that you're fearful or maybe insecure. Or maybe you hold up the banner of I'm alone and I will always be alone. That's just who I am. I'm alone. Or maybe you've been holding up the banner that you're not enough and you'll never be enough. Or maybe it's phrases people have said to you over and over. Or you say to yourself, like, I'm a failure. Or I'll never be like so and so. Or we picture God standing over us, like, saying those things to us. Like, come on, hurry up. Why can't you get it together? Why can't you get your act together? Why are you doing this again? You're a failure. Those aren't God's words or thoughts over us. His banner that he flies over each and every one of us is that we are loved, period. And I want to say this again because sometimes it's hard to imagine because we know God is love, right? The Bible says, God is love. But that banner that he is holding up over you doesn't say, God is love. It doesn't say, he is love. It says, you are loved. He is holding the banner over you saying, you are are loved. And I don't know what this last year has been like for you, um, <laughs> but I think we could all ha- uh, agree that this has been one heck of a year, maybe a heck of a two years, maybe several years <laughs> for some of you. And um, you might be sitting here tonight thinking, that's great, Christina. God loves me. All right, I get it. <laughs> but maybe inside of you feel like, yeah, I don't, I don't feel it, or I can't will myself to believe this anymore. And I just want to reiterate again that you can rest. You can rest in the fact that he is the one who holds the banner over us. It is his banner. You don't have to carry that banner over yourself. He wants to hold that banner over you. And we've talked about, you know, the steadfast love of God, the gracious uh, love of God, the kind and merciful love of God. Um, But 1 Corinthians 13 gives us even more descriptions of what the God kind of love is like. It says that love is patient and kind. And, you know, we picture this, this is like the wedding passage, right? It's like we think, like, for each other. This is how we're supposed to treat each other. But I just want you to, like... uh, Take that out for now because we should treat each other like this. But I just want you to think of it from God's perspective. That the way he loves us is how he expects us to love others. So first, he lo- we get this from him. This is his way of loving us. He is patient and kind. Love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. It does not demand its own way. It's not irritable. I am so glad God is not irritable. I can be very irritable. Anyone else? Am I alone? No, thank you, thank you, thank you. I get irritated at the dumbest things too. I won't give you the list, but do you ever feel it? You can just feel it like goes down your neck and then you're clenching your teeth and then you're like, why am I so mad? God is not like that. He doesn't do that to us. He is not like us. He's so loving and kind and patient and good. It says that he keeps no record of being wronged. I mean, that like blows my mind because we've all wronged God. We've all done it, right? We've wronged each other. He is not keeping like a running list. Like, do you ever do this? I do this, I'll tell myself, sorry, with my, with my husband, do you have like a list where they're like, they tell you like, oh, how hard it was for them to do this stuff. And they did it like, I picked up the kids and I made them dinner. And, I, and I'm like, oh, do you want to do that? Do you want to make the list? And like, <laughs> do you want to hear my list of the things? Like, it's so bad. I'm just being honest. When I, <laughs> I'm a really good wife, but sometimes I'm like, I really, I like, I can take you down with the list if you want to compare. But God doesn't do that. He doesn't compare. I'm so glad he doesn't because probably if I like started the list, he'd be like, (laughs) you want to make a list? Like you want to do that right now? He doesn't do that. I'm so glad. Okay, moving on. It does not rejoice about injustice, but rejoices whenever the truth wins out. Love never gives up. Love never loses faith. It is always hopeful and endures through every circumstance. And you could just replace that right now with God's love never gives up on you. God's love never loses faith in you. God's love is always hopeful for you. God's love endures through every single circumstance. And I am so thankful for that tonight. This is what his love towards us is. His definition of how we ought to love one another is exactly how he loves us. It's so good. Um, I have a three-year-old daughter named Millie, for those of you who don't know. I also have three older boys, and I told him I wouldn't embarrass him tonight, but my oldest son is doing slides, and I'm so proud of him. <laughs> because, yeah, woop-woop woop woo. woo, woo, woo. When I was his age, I did the overhead projector. So the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. He's way more tech savvy and advanced than me. But anyways, I want I wanted to talk about my daughter, Millie, because I love her. She's three. And almost every night, either I rock her or her dad rocks her, but I rock her to sleep a lot. And I know you're going, she's three years old. You should just put her to bed. But also, she's like my last baby. Probably, <laughs> like, Lord willing. <laughs> I mean, you know, you never want to close the door. But it's like, you know, she was she came along six years after our boys. So I feel like I'm, like, holding on to just these, like, precious baby moments. And I don't want her to grow up. But um, so every night we rock and we sing songs. And I sing over her that simple old hymn, Jesus loves me, this I know. For the Bible tells me so. And I do that at night because I want her to know above all else, even more important that I love her and that her dad loves her, is that she is loved and known and valued by God. I want that to be so deeply rooted in her. And she even asks, like if we start to go put her her to bed, she says, no, no, we need to sing, Jesus loves me. And I'm so thankful that she knows, even at a young age, just through that simple song, that Jesus loves her. And, you know, it might seem silly and we think like, Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. It's important and it's a way we can speak to our heart and our spirit and remind ourselves that we are loved by him. And I really believe that God has that same desire for us. He loves his girls, and he wants us to know and experience his love. I wanted to read this passage of scripture from the New Testament. Um, Paul wrote it for the Ephesian church, and it's Ephesians 3, 14 through 21. And it's a lot of scripture, so you can just sort of, you know, relax. I'm going to read through it. Um, And then I'm going to read it again because it's really good. So we're going to read it twice. Um, It says this. When I think of all this, I fall to my knees and pray to the Father, the creator of everything in heaven and on earth. I pray that from his glorious unlimited resources, he will empower you with inner strength through his spirit. Then Christ will make his home in your hearts as you trust in him. Your roots will grow down into God's love and keep you strong. And may you have the power to understand, as all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high, and how deep his love is. May you experience the love of Christ. May you experience The love of Christ, though it is too great to understand fully, then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. Now, all glory to God who is able through his mighty power at work within us to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. Glory to him in the church and in Christ Jesus through all generations forever and ever. Amen. Amen. I mean, this is good. We're going to read this again. I love this. When I think of all this, I fall to my knees and pray to the Father, the creator of everything in heaven and on earth. He created everything. And what Paul wants you to know is his glorious unlimited resources will empower you with inner strength through his spirit. Come on, this is an incredible prayer. This is what flourishing looks like. I want your roots to grow in God's love and keep you strong. I want you to understand the depth of God's love for you. I want you to experience the love of Christ. I mean, this is the prayer that is just bursting from Paul's heart. And it's bursting from my heart tonight for you that your roots would grow in God's love, that you would understand with your mind, maybe where there's been barriers or wrong thinking or hurdles or things that just have made you feel stuck and just in the way, that God would break through that and cause your mind to understand the depth of his love for you and that you would experience it. God wants us to feel it. He wants us to experience and know what his love is like in our lives. I mean, God is bursting with love for us. The very act of creation was a demonstration of his love. The cross was a demonstration of his love. Salvation is a demonstration of his love. His relentless pursuit of those far from him is a demonstration of his love for us. Paul was clear that the joy of salvation should be accompanied by knowing the depth of God's love. And, you know, tonight I just thought, I don't want to pass up an opportunity for you to encounter both of those things today. First, salvation through Jesus and a personal encounter with God's love. And I just want to invite us tonight, if you all want to go ahead and stand, we're going to start Wrapping this up here, it's gonna take a while, but you can stand. (laughs) I just wanna invite you to take a moment to close your eyes. Just take a breath and open your heart up before the Lord. And you know, this is a really safe place and I just am aware that there are probably women here tonight who have never said yes to Jesus before. And I just wanna ask you if that's you, if you've been listening tonight and you're thinking, man, I wanna know this love. I wanna give my life to Jesus. I just wanna ask you, raise your hand up really high. We're not gonna embarrass you. I wanna be able to pray for you tonight. We're gonna pray together and we're just gonna celebrate that you're giving your life to Jesus tonight. So awesome. Just put it up real high so I can see who we're praying for tonight. And in a moment, we're going to take some time to pray together and pray a prayer of salvation. Romans 10, 9 makes it so simple. It says, if you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Simple as that. So good. Okay, you can put your hand down if that's you. There's another group of women here tonight that I want to extend an invitation to also. And I'm gonna read this because it was just deep in my heart and I don't want to miss the moment. But I believe God wants to encounter those of you who would say you feel far from God and his love right now. Maybe these last few years have been brutal for your faith and you've walked through disappointments, pain, suffering and deep loss. And you find yourself questioning your faith. You feel like you're barely hanging on by a thread. And you are wondering why you are even following Jesus. And I really want to, I believe that he wants to bring you home in his love again tonight. And if that's you, and you just feel something inside of you wanting to turn your heart towards him again tonight, I believe he's running to meet you in this moment. So I'm just going to ask us to just stay in this moment. If that's you and you're comfortable doing it, I want to ask you to raise your hand too so that with every woman in this room and especially those who raise their hands either for first-time salvation or just an acknowledgement of feeling like you've been far off and you want to come back to him and come back to that place of knowing his love for you, that we can pray this prayer together. So can we do that, girls? I'm going to pray, and you can just repeat this after me. Let's just say, Jesus, I'm coming home. Forgive me for living without you. Forgive me for where I've been and what I've done. I believe you came from heaven to earth. I believe you died on the cross. I believe you rose from the dead. And today I make you my Lord and my savior. Today I'm born again. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, that's so good. Can we just give a clap for our sisters? Jesus loves us so much. And he wants his girls to know that they are loved, that they're valued, that they belong to him. And you know, we're going to finish tonight just with a moment of worship. But I wanted to say a little more about the topic of receiving God's love before we enter into this song together. Jude 1.2. Verse 2 says, Relax, everything's going to be all right. Rest, everything's coming together. Open your hearts, love is on the way. Love is on the way. You know, His love is on the way to you, but also love is on the way as we move forward in Him, as we partner with Him in our journey. His love is constantly there to meet us along the way. And you know, I just wanted to share a little of my personal story. I grew up knowing Jesus my whole life. I I can't even remember a time where I didn't love God or know, uh, know Him or want to follow Him. This was the blessing of growing up in a Christian home. And uh, i I knew God, I wanted to follow him, but I had no idea that God loved me. Like I loved him, but I didn't feel or know or even really have a grasp of what it looked like to be loved by God. And I can remember when I was 18 years old, I was having a real tough time. <laughs> I had a distinct moment in my life where I encountered his presence and I knew that I knew that I knew I was loved by God. Not just that Jesus loved me or tolerated me or died for me because he did that for everyone, but that he really actually loved me just as I was in the midst of my messy, perfectionist, overthinking self. And that's what it was. I struggled so deeply with constantly worrying that I wasn't doing enough or doing everything right or just couldn't get it together. But I knew that he loved me and it marked me. It drove the banner of his love into the ground and he set it up over my life. And I have continually come back to it. I look up to it. I remind myself of it weekly, if not daily that his banner over me is love. This belief in God's love is paramount for me personally. It is the pillar for me. It is the stake that I have put in the ground that no matter what, I choose to believe his word and his word says that he loves me. It's what my faith is rooted in and it's what I come back to over and over again. And you might not have a story like that, or maybe you do. Maybe you confidently know that God loves you. But wherever you're at on that spectrum tonight, I just believe that as we sing this song together, he wants to just minister to your heart. His love never fails. And I think if I had a giant banner with love written across it tonight, I would stake it in the ground and just let it fly over you right here. And maybe for some of you, before you head into this next year, it's just time to take your old banner down and let him lift his banner over you so that you can look up and see a new banner over your head that you are loved. So as we worship together with this last song, would you just open up your heart? You can come forward. We're not in a hurry tonight. It's our first time back together. We're just going to lean into God and his presence and give you some time and space to be ministered to by him in whatever place you need to meet with God in this moment. So let's worship.